Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, the Bears did it. They doubled yeah. their win total from last season. Oh. They, they got another victory <laughs> against one of the worst teams in the league. How are you doing tonight? Man, when you say it like that, they doubled their win total. That's like, Double. man, this, this regime's coming back next year. You can't let them go now, so... Oh man, I don't know. It was it was an interesting game against the Cardinals, a, a team that you know uh, our staffers. We weren't unanimous. I thought we would be unanimous all going with the uh, with the Bears to win, but some of us were going Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I I just didn't think the Cardinals were a good football team, and I thought the Bears would would do pretty good. Twenty one nothing, right? But I don't know if you're like me. My first thought was, oh shit, here we go again, because I just assumed they were going to blow it, but. They didn't blow it. They held on. They got a dub and uh, doubled their win total, like you said. Well, it was starting to head in that direction. And I would yeah. say that I was one of those uh, staffers that did say that the the, the Cardinals were going to come in and win. And and I was kind of just the vibes pick. You know, you, you listen to the press conference from after the Browns game. The Browns lost third time that season. This season, something like that has happened. And the, the comments just seemed a little different. They seemed yes. a little bit more like, you know, hey, I just ran what was called. I don't think I'm the best person to, to guard David and Joku on that, right? So there was just enough where it was like, hey, this feels a little different. There's mathematical difference here. The Bears are essentially eliminated from the playoffs. I know that there's some scenarios out there that have to happen, but they're very low odds that this 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 thing could could wind up in the playoffs. And and I think that that does kind of stack mentally on on players. You know, these these bad things happen. You're close to the end of the year, and that letdown can be. You know, it can open up for anything to happen. So, yes, on paper, the Bears are a better team than the Cardinals. But with everything that had just happened with the Browns, I think that can be deflating. And maybe they would uh, let them into a game that they maybe shouldn't be. And again, the Bears aren't a great team. So it's not like they need to, you know, play perfect football to beat a bad team. But, you know, they, they're certainly susceptible to, to getting beat by a team like the Cardinals. So uh, I don't know. I, I went out on the bad limb and said that the bears would get upset and it didn't happen, which that's fine. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to be, I'm wrong all the time on things like that. That it it's happens. not like I'm carrying yeah. some sort of perfect record, but I'm happy to be wrong when I do pick against the bears. So uh, let's, let's start off in the trenches though. I'm very curious to see where you're going this week because on my rewatch, I, I had some weird thoughts. And so I want you to start and tell me where you'd like to uh, highlight on the trenches this week. I got two and they're, they're a package deal this week. And I'm going to go with the left side of the bears offensive line, Braxton Jones, who bounced back after having a rough game against miles Garrett and the Cleveland Browns, which to be expected. Miles Garrett is a stud, but Braxton Jones had a rough game last week. He bounced back had a nice game. And then 
left guard Cody Whitehair got the start because Tevin Jenkins is in concussion protocol. I feared the worst. Cody has not been playing very good, you know, when he was out there. But but Cody and Braxton Jones did, did their job. They did pretty good. It, it wasn't outstanding. There were no plays like, oh, wow, look at that great block. But I mean, they're just, just steady, slow. They're, they were the tortoise in this game instead of the hare. They just did their job, slow and methodical. They were fine. But in this game, there was no really huge standout performances that I really saw. I, I think it does have to be the offensive line because of how well the Bears ran the football. I think that it's interesting that you highlighted that. I I, I was going to go there. I was going to talk about Cody, kind of a bounce-back effort for him. Bounce-back effort for Braxton is a good point. Uh, the Cardinals are the worst defense in the league. Like they We need are. to just establish that up front that <laughs> by, by all of the measures, yeah. advanced metrics, and all this stuff. The, the Cardinals are the worst. They, they give up a ton of points to everybody they play. They're they're a, they're a fun uh, defense to stream in terms of prop bets and fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Okay, got that out of the way. Um, still, it's nice to see your offensive line sort of take control and dominate. And and so I, this is where I was like, am I insane? I think Lucas Patrick had his best it. game of yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah. I thought he looked okay. He got to the second level. He was able to kind of stand up on his blocks. He was able to to, to take out the linebacker on a lot of these bigger runs from Khalil Herbert. Like, I mean, again, it's we, we've prefaced this by saying this is the worst defense in the league, but Lucas Patrick, minus that one holding call, uh, looked like look, I think he had his best game of the year. So we pile on the guy, everybody piles on the center position uh, for the bears. We've been talking about it for years. If they need to really invest in this and upgrade, he had a, he had a good week. Some of those inside runs, they were, they were keyed by Lucas Patrick blocks. Uh, first, first, first run from Herbert went for a nice big game. And it was keyed because of, uh, of Patrick getting his block. Like you said, worked the second level pretty good. He was pretty good in pass pro too. So I like that pick. Is this his first uh, transcribed this season for Lucas Patrick? I think it might be. I think it might be. I don't even know if he got one last year. Probably so, not. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, let's send him a T-shirt. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. We, we need to make those T-shirts. And we then, do and need then, to make those. Yeah. Uh, I also, if this was like, if this was like a bowl of uh, of porridge, which we'll get to later, uh, you know, maybe you give like a cup of por- like a bowl and a cup, right? Um, we give like a a mini tribute to a uh, Kerry uh, Blassing game. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's he's not a he's not a lineman, but he's a fullback, which is kind of like a lineman that's not big enough to play on the line. Um, yeah. And they, they play in the backfield. I thought he had a, he had a good game again. The, the running game was the highlight of the show for the for the Bears this week. So uh, anybody that helped propel that to happen, I think, was um, was key in that. So, OK, well, we're on the same page there. So let's uh, let's let's hit up um, our uh uh, Twitter s- segment of the week. We both got, I think, in the same vein here, but I'm going to let you start. So what did you find on the Twitter machine this week? Mine is from uh, Adam Johns, of course, uh, Bears beat guy for The Athletic, at Adam Johns. He tweeted out that uh, Javon Dexter's pressures, hits, hurries, and sacks. First eight games of the season was was nine, but in the last seven games, he had 16 pressures. This kind of was prompted by a tweet from uh, Elliot Shore Parks, who is the Eagles writer, um, and, and he pr- tweeted out the same stats for Jalen Carter. First four games, 20 pressures. Last four games, just five. Those two guys are going to be kind of linked to Dexter and Carter. 
because of course of the bears trade with uh, Darnell Wright, they traded back and let, you know, everyone's favorite Jalen Carter head off to Philly while they got the starting right tackle and got their defensive tackle in the second round. So I thought it's a good place to kind of talk about that, how Ryan Poles basically traded back a spot for a guy he had no interest in. I mean, we've, we've talked about this before. He had no interest in taking Jalen Carter, got his guy, got an extra fourth for next season, and then got a defensive tackle who, as rookies, has looked like the better player. King Poles does it again. There it I is. What, I believe that's what the kids say that's on the Twitter the machine, say, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know that – who knows, right? They're, they're going to be linked in the minds of Bears fans, at yeah. least, right? I don't know that anybody else is necessarily going to link them. Or maybe, you know, in five, six years, you look back and you say, like, oh, here were the defensive tackles in this draft class. Like, that that might be how they're linked. But certainly Bears fans are going to are going to remember this and think about it. And if, if Poles is able to get any kind of comparable value out of that trade back and this player um, for what was considered at the time a bit of a character risk um, and, and maybe still still is, I don't know, uh, in, in Jalen Carter. But on the field, Jalen Carter shot out in the <laughs> of a cannon in the first part of the season. Like you say, look like uh, that that original tweet was saying, oh, it looks like he's maybe hitting a bit of a rookie wall. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the opposite is happening with Dexter, where it looks like he's really being unlocked in the last few weeks. Is it that he's picking things up a little bit? He's seeing, I mean, it's defensive lineman. It's it's a read and react position, but they're still a little bit like incorporating him in more there. But, or yeah. is it with Sweat? Is it yeah. with, and we'll kind of highlight what I've got with our friend Jacob Infante at Jacob Infante 24. He says uh, Montez Sweat is one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Uh, Dexter is one of the best rookie defensive linemen this year. Andrew Billings, our guy, Andrew Billings uh, is a good run stuffer. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct him. He's a great run stuffer uh, who who generates uh, pressure as a one technique. And um, Zach Pickens has shown flashes as a developmental piece. The Bears defensive line has really transformed. So I was at Jake Monfonte 24 on the Twitter machine. And, and I think that I, want, I wanted to highlight this because when we talked about the defensive line coming in this year, huge question marks, right? We were much more comfortable with the upgrades in the offensive line. Again, you know, minus the, the, the center position, we thought that there was a chance that they could really form a pretty cohesive and decent unit. The defensive line was a huge question mark, and they really struggled last year. Um, certainly were struggling to get pass rush until Montez Sweat came in, uh, but this, this unit's cooking right now. Yeah, they're playing really good. I mean, th those are good building blocks for the future of this team, no matter, no matter who's coaching next year. That, that's a good group to have. Um, Demarcus Walker's in a contract for the year. He's playing good football. Justin Jones got a sack uh, this last week. He's been playing better of late. Um, I'm not sure if he – he may have one more year on his deal. I forget exactly the numbers in that. But but I wouldn't mind seeing him stick around. He, he's looked pretty good too. I think the, the D-line as a whole, you know, you're still an edge rusher away. Because you want to have another guy opposite Sweat to kind of do some damage. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, we thought was going to be that guy. He just didn't really, you know, really live up to what what everyone hoped. He's hurt now. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he likes what they're building here in Chicago. Maybe he's tired of signing one year deals. Maybe he wants to come back if if they'll have him. I, I'm not. Would you sign him? Would you re-sign him? I think I would. I mean, I think if you look at what what he did, I mean, he was one of the few guys that got pressure early. Obviously, when, when Sweat came, he picked up a couple more more pressures. You know, I, I think if, at some point, 
you're going to have to re-sign another edge, another veteran, but you're also going to have to look for the draft. So why not double dip? Bring back Ngakwe if he's healthy and he checks out medically. Get a guy hopefully earlier in the draft that he can come in and get after the quarterback. Then this D-line looks pretty damn good next year. Yeah, it's interesting. I, plenty of draft talk to come. Yes. Did you go offense, you go defense, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, the answer is probably yes, right? Just, yes. just more more good players. More. Uh, yeah. but, but we'll certainly get into that, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave that for another time. But uh, let, let's move on to caught up in a numbers game. Stats. Um, I actually kind of looked at some, some big picture stuff, so I'm curious where you went this week. Let's start with you. 93.8%. That is the uh, the highest single season field goal percentage in team history of, of course, uh, Cairo Santos in 2020. Nice. This season, he's right there, man. 93.5%, which is the second best, uh, you know, in, in a season in Bears history. So he's got a chance to to eclipse his own record. And just as an FYI, he's also third all time when he was 91.3% last year. So the Bears recently re-signed Santos to, to another contract. He has been the best field goal kicker in Chicago Bears history. So that's a uh, a, a well-deserved extension for Santos there. Did you see the tweet from one of the PFF analytics guys that uh, – and then this this guy got into a – like a, a little bit of an argument with a Packers yes, fan? Yes. A Packers fan, a Packers fan was defending the Bears resigning Santos like, oh, hey, dude, like he's been really good. Like yeah. what's your problem? And this analytics guy's like, oh, he just suddenly learned how to kick over 50 yards. And it's like, hey, nerd, like maybe <laughs> look up from your spreadsheet and yeah. watch a game and realize this guy's made some legitimate games here. Uh, gains in his in his uh, distance, kicking distance, which you can see in his kickoffs. Yeah. Right. And then he's coming back like, well, small sample size. Yeah. OK, don't I'm sorry. Don't don't be that nerd and and try to claim small saint like like you're above this and the small yeah. oh that's not enough to tell. You can tell that he's got more distance on his kicks if you watch games, which I'm not convinced that this guy did. Well, he's like 78% touchback rate, which I think is his highest of the year. He's six for six on field goals, 50 yards plus this year. He only missed one 50 yard plus last year. I, I think what this guy was trying to do was make a joke about how the Bears didn't want to kick a field goal last week from 55 in the wind. I think that's what he was going for at first. And then when he realized he was – now he's into it with with an argument, he's got to be right because, you know, some analytic guys have to be right about certain things. So it was just a strange argument he got into. But, man, Cairo Santos, man, let's, let, let's do it. It's uh, another one of those Ryan Pace guys that pulls extended. I Yes. I mean, like I'm all for Santos. I'm all for the thing. I, I find it objectively hilarious that a Packers fan yeah. was defending the Bears extending Santos. They're not all bad a, out there. A yeah. six back and forth yeah. on, on Twitter with this guy. I, th I mean, you know, that, that website, although, you know, a tire fire at times, and I mean, most of the time, is still free and it's still entertaining yeah. if you know yeah. where to look. So that, yeah. that was that was my only point. All right. Uh, flip it around for me. I... I I mean, uh, 2,132 compared to 1,210. Those are my numbers. 2,132 yards rushing for the Chicago Bears on offense this year. That is second in the league. They led the league last year, if I remember correctly. Um, they are second in the league currently to Baltimore. Let me read to you 
the they're team. still second. I, 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 that surprised me. I never would have thought they'd have been still. Uh, I think they jumped back up to second after this last week because they okay. had a good week. But nice. Let me read to you the, the top ten teams in rushing: Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, San Francisco, Miami, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Atlanta, Arizona, the Rams. Most of those teams are good teams that sit on leads that have a, that are milking clock at the end of the game. Right. And they have good, good running games too. Like Baltimore's yeah. got Lamar. They've got, they've got, you know, that dynamic plus, you know, Baltimore's won all the games. So they're sitting on leads at the end, yeah. you know, San Francisco, they've got McCaffrey. They've, they've won a ton of games. They're sitting on leads at the end. Detroit, they've got a really great offensive line. They're sitting on leads at the end. Chicago's in there, right? Yeah. Like this is insane. Okay. Flip it around. The other number, 1,210. That's the number of yards that the bears have given up on the ground. That is first in the league. Let me read to you the teams on this. Chicago, New England, not a very good team. Uh, San Francisco, Detroit, Miami, Houston, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Cleveland. So a lot of good defenses in there. There's a lot of good football teams in there. Why? Because they sit on leads and teams can't run the ball against them. They have to throw. Okay. So what is this team doing with only six wins? <laughs> they are so good at running the ball and they are so good at stopping the run. And they're not, the, the game flow isn't impacting those numbers. This is fighting the game flow, right? Like the, the, the bears are not winning a lot of games and sitting on leads, right? They're, and so you're not getting that influence of, of that. They're so good at these things. They're not. What's the difference, Lester? I have no idea. This is interesting. I'm coaching. I'm, I'm into, oh, this there it is. Okay. Nine and six. It's driving me nuts. I was trying to wrap it, my head around the whole uh, whole concept. Like what? Like why aren't they? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. You mentioned game flow. That's that's a big part of it. A lot of it is the game flow with Getzy. For this last game's a good example. In the second half, as the Bears were were piddling away that 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 three score lead, they were doing a lot of throwing the ball. And I'm like, why are they throwing the ball here? I think they did like like three, three or two, three and outs with you know six straight passes. And I'm like, why? They're gashing them on the run. What? Why are they going away from what's working at the time? Yeah, that's a good point. That's the that's scheme. That's coaching. That's uh, it's not having a good flow for what your offense can do. I think that man sits with a call sheet that he dreamed up over the week and just goes to the next one and if something works he's just like oh that's cool and then he just goes on to the next play like there's no like hey this really worked and this didn't and i and i'm gonna branch off based on what they're giving me but based on what they're taking away like there's not that next level of play calling that you see with some of these better play callers where they're gonna just keep hammering these things he's like okay cool that worked let's go to the next thing on my list that has nothing to do with what just worked and and that's that drives me nuts. That's not the point of the stat, but that's that's the point of the getsy, right? Um, I just just to kind of follow up though, kind of a, a two-parter in this in this stat of the week. What's interesting is that this is not dominate on the offensive side of things. On the defense side of things, we've talked about it. Billings is really good at stopping the run. Montez Sweat's one of the better run defensive uh, run stopping defensive ends in the game. He's really you know helped that part of the the defense as well. Like there's some really good pieces here. The Bears have built this with a preference to try to stop the run um, and try to have the the secondary hold up. Okay, on offense. This is not because they have Christian McCaffrey looking to try to set a record of yards from scrimmage, right? Like this, they don't have like the best back in the league or anything like that. Justin Fields isn't setting a record this year. No. You know, like he he like he was last year. He has 585 yards rushing that leads that leads the team. 
Second is Khalil Herbert. He has 459 after his nice game this last week, but he's missed a bunch of time, right? Deontay Foreman has come in. He has 425 yards this year. Again, he's now missed some time. He missed the first part of the year because he was just inactive behind, but you know, he, he wasn't playing yet. And then Roshan Johnson, the rookie has 311 yards rushing. So you have, it doesn't necessarily matter who's been running the, I mean, these are good, talented running backs. We like these guys a lot. We thought this was going to be a strength of the team, but this is a really uh, good sign for this offensive line for these guys that are going to be coming back. Like it doesn't necessarily matter who's back there. There's been yards to have in the run game. You know, some of that also is the threat of fields, you know, which way we see some of these holes open up on, on these zone reads that he does. And which is why we've been asking for more. I mean, again, we go back to why aren't you doing more things that work well? You know, we saw it in the Cardinals game, you know, a, a nice play where fields kind of does the zone read. The things kind of part because the the flow are more afraid of fields getting around the edge than they are with the running back up the gut. So why aren't there more of those things when you have a dynamic athlete at quarterback, you know? It just, again, again, cool, that worked. Let's go to the next thing. It doesn't yeah, have exactly, to exactly. Oh, man. All right. But there's uh, one this game. This is such a – I, 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 I know, I know. This year has, has it been is, right. Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. Let's move on to the field report. 15 of 27 for 170 yards. Um, he uh, said one touchdown, one interception, yeah. one sack for no yards, which, okay. I hate and, those. I hate yeah, them. those are the worst. Uh, nine carries for 97 yards on the ground. So very dynamic there. Had a big scramble that was called back from that Lucas uh, Patrick hold, which would have, you know, it, all other things being equal, if he would have gotten one of those, uh, he would have been over 100 yards. But short of that, with with a 97-yard effort, really nice ground gainers, though. A couple of design runs, a couple of scrambles uh, looked really good there. Passing game, I didn't think was necessarily quite there. Um, you know, like he, he threw a couple, I, I think they would be called turnover-worthy plays, including yeah. the one that was picked. Uh, but uh, I love when he does scramble but keeps his eyes downfield and fires the ball downfield. There's a couple plays there, including the touchdown uh, to Mercedes Lewis in the end zone. So um, what would you think of Fields? He had a nice game. You know, the, the, the pick obviously hurts because – it comes at a stupid time. You're in the red zone. You're kind of going on to ice it. You're in field goal range. You're going to get at least three out of it. And and this that play, you know, double coverage looked like he was a little bit late on it. Uh, he may have had a chance to go to the to, to the post. I think it was DJ Moore. Again, that would have been a chancy play. But but if you're going to throw that 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 pass on that net wheel route, you know, when, back when I coached, we always say it's, it's our guy or no guy. Like when you're going to throw those type of plays in the end zone, you got to throw it to a point where only your guy has a chance at it. And he didn't, he kind of underthrew it. And it sucks because the rest of his game was fine. You know, the, the rushing was, was spectacular. His percentage was a little bit low, but it was a nice game overall. But that, that damn pick, that's what people want to think. They'll, they'll think about that pick when thinking about the Cardinals game. They certainly will. And again, I would probably prefer to take a chance like that at a DJ Moore. Um, or another wide receiver. I I am number one Khalil Herbert fan, but five nine Khalil Herbert running that route with double coverage is that's a tight window to try to fit it into. Uh, and obviously he you know was undercut um, by the the corner on that interception. So uh, that is a tough one uh, to end on. But again, he has such a dynamic skill set. Just yeah. love to see somebody say we're gonna 
we're going to see what we can do to build around this thing that doesn't seem like more than maybe one other quarterback has. Let's see what we can build around this. I don't know. If you watch Lamar, Lamar, I mean, Lamar is so much fun to watch. And then you watch Fields and you're like, I mean, how hard would it be to try to just look at what the bit, we're yeah. doing and try to just do that? Uh, apparently it's it's too hard. Yeah. All right. Enough of the field report. We're going to take a quick break on the other side of this. Uh, we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment, the three bears. Stick with us. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Lester, three bears, hot bowl of porridge, cold bowl of porridge, and just right. This was a victory, so it's a little harder on the cold bowl, particularly nothing really stood out, you know, but uh, we'll, and plenty of options for the hot bowl, I think. Um, I took the obvious one, but where did you go? Uh, probably the obvious one too. Career high, 107 yard receiving for Cole Komet um, on his four first half uh, receptions. Um, he looked good, man. I mean, he's he's just does his thing. He just keeps making making plays. Um, he's not the dynamic athlete that some of these other younger move tight ends are to come in the league, but for what he's asked to do, he produces. And, and speaking of career highs, 70 catches, 670 yards, those are both career highs for him. Um, you heard him talk about in the broadcast how he passed Greg Olson for fifth all-time in the franchise for, uh, for, for, for receiving yards by a tight end. Here's another one for you. 208 catches now on his career. That is third all-time among Chicago tight ends, tied with Martellus Bennett. So one more catch, he'll go. Uh, he'll pass him and be only behind now Des Clark and Mike Ditka. I would have guessed Des Clark and Mike Ditka. So yeah. I'm, I'm. I didn't let you guess. I, that was a home run. No, no, no. That's fine I, because you know I'd, I'd, I'd hate to be wrong on on yeah. the. But those were I was that was trying to prepare my guesses. I think the Ditka answer is the obvious one, but I, I was like, I think it's Des. All right, um, the obvious one. Trent Gill had had a game, man. Had a game. Career high, longest uh, punt of his career. Yeah, he's he the embattled punter. He's been, he's been struggling. He's been struggling a bit. They call out on the, the lowest net in the league and all this kind of stuff. Gil had a game. Very happy for him. Um, it was it's not my real. I mean, it's it's a, I wanted to mention it, but my real pick is actually the return of Khalil Herbert. Okay. I'm very happy about again, number one Khalil Herbert fan. 20 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, probably could have been a little bit more if they would have fed him a little bit. I mean, like he had it, right? Again, worst defense in the league. Uh, I wasn't sure 
if he was ready for it because he just hasn't looked the same since coming back from injury, but I thought he yeah. looked pretty crisp and, and ready to go. Looked like he was uh, finally, finally ready, finally back from that. So very happy to see Khalil Herbert, like to see if he can do a little bit of damage here um, against Atlanta, who ranks about in the middle of the league in, against the run. And then Green Bay, uh, they actually are one of the worst teams in the league against the run. So that'll be a very interesting matchup for him and for this Bears offense to see if they can get some yardage um, on the ground. So, um, yeah, that, Cleo, Cleo Herbert, I kind of I referenced Cleo Herbert in my uh, just right. This is what you want to see out of him. I mean, he he had an outstanding game, like you said. You know, being back from the injury, I, I don't think he's was healthy the last few weeks. No. His usage was down. You know, I understand they're playing. The Viking game was a blitz-happy team. You want a better pass blocker in there. But still, overall, his usage was down. And, and this is a guy that's explosive. I mean, when 5 point, what was he, 5.4, 5.6 yards per carry this week. I mean, that's that's kind of where he's been when he's in there playing healthy. So, yeah, it's, uh, I like that pick with Khalil Herbert. I know you could say just right, and that would be a totally fair way to go because we, we do expect that of him, but he hasn't been that lately. It's been a while. And yeah. so, you know, I was just, I was kind of waiting for that. I, I really thought this was the game to, to break out. I almost put a prop bet on him, um, but I but I pulled it back the last minute because I just didn't, I thought maybe they're going to just go with Roshan. Maybe they're going to, you know, so I pulled back. I, I, I did put a Fields prop bet in, which cashed, and uh, I put a DJ Moore prop bet in, which did not because he got hurt. So yeah. that is what it is. It happens. Flip it around, cold blow porridge. Where'd you go? I think I mentioned him either last week or the week prior to that. And that's Dominique Robinson. Um, he, he's your, your fourth edge. Dominique Robinson, exactly. 18 snaps. He did not scratch the stat sheet again. Um, I kind of went back and rewatched the game. I saw him drop into coverage a, a couple times. Um, he didn't really do much with pressuring. He just he's just out there. I mean, I I, I like the pick when it was made. Um, but you can see why he was inactive for so much of this season. He just has not taken a step in his sophomore season. Um, I mean, he's under contract. He's he's reasonably priced. I'm sure he'll be in the, around for the off season. But his his roster spot's definitely in jeopardy. Uh, you know, for 2024. Yeah, I I love it when you bring up guys, and I'm always like, oh yeah, did he play? Like. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those where you have to go look at the snap counts, yeah. And like where whereas a lot of times I'm looking at the stat sheet. Well, if a guy doesn't show up at the stat sheet, then you know, like I'm not gonna, he's not even going to be on my radar. So you know, you be like, hey, he played 40 snaps and didn't record. I'm like, oh crap, yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. So yeah, the uh, uh, Al Kadi Muhammad Award once again. Uh, I that's a thing, yeah. It was such a weird game to rewatch because it felt like the Bears got out quick and then they were like, hey, everybody, let's just try to hold on to this thing. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, and they just kind of throttled down and it was just this like, it was this an Eberflus or Getsy or both kind of thing where like, we're just going to go super conservative now. Like, we're just, we're just going to hug it tight. And I just, that, that, that's my cold bowl. Like, it, you know, at some point you got to learn to just break it open as opposed to just try to hold on for dear life. You almost let the Cardinals come back. I mean, there was, it was a one score game and Cardinals had the ball. Like they, they absolutely could have come down, tied that thing up. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that this is ever going to get fixed with this coaching no. staff, right? Like this is just who they are. This is in their DNA. And sometimes it works out, right? Like sometimes like, yeah, you hold on. It's a, not a very good football team. So you're able to hold on. 
we've seen it multiple times where it doesn't work out where, where the things break. And so I, it's, it's hard. It's a win. We try to be balanced, hot bowl, cold bowl, all that kind of stuff. To me, it's just that conservative mindset of like, we're just going to try to hold on here when you absolutely could have broken it open, run it up, run up the stats. Uh, and they just chose to not do that. It's funny because we talk about how they're conservative, but earlier we talked about how, how they didn't stick to the run enough. So it's like, you think, you know, they're doing weird things. It's the game flow. You know, if they would have just kind of kept pounding it and kind of kept playing things off of the run game, you know, they would have put up more points for sure. And then would have put this game away. It's like, like we talked about, you're, you're doing good at this. Let's keep doing this, build off that. And then we'll just bury them. But the bears can't bury anyone. And and I was, man, I, I really thought they were going to blow this game. I thought here it is a fourth time, a, a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. They're going to screw it up. And, and that's got to be in their minds, too, as coaches. And then as players, is that affecting the players? It's like, are they playing tight? Are they nervous and think it's going to happen? I mean, they're human. It's human nature to kind of be think, oh, my God, here we go again. Um, yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, like like you said, though, this coaching staff, they're not getting it done. It's a fair point. I don't know how much they were throwing downfield. You're right. I, I think that a lot of that was just these kind of underneath yeah, dump offs. Yeah, they can dunk stuff, yeah. You know, so I mean, so those are just long handoffs to me. But yeah. like you say, why aren't you doing the things that you that have been working well, yeah. right? Um, but uh, okay, just right, <clears throat> the just right bowl for you this week. What do you got? You kind of mentioned a little bit Herbert. We talked about the run game earlier, and that, that's my just right. Is this running game? Two hundred fifty yards rushing on thirty nine carries. You know, Herbert five point six yards a pop. Uh, Fields over ten. Roshan Johnson four point one. Valus Jones had a four yard run too. So. When the Bears are running the ball, like I, I knew they were running good. I didn't know they were as good as they were second in the league, but run the ball. This is who you are as a team. You know, this is your identity you built last year. You know, keep it up. And then, uh, I mean, there's only two games left, so I guess it is what's going to happen now. We, we don't know, but, you know, th- this this should have been the, the, at the forefront of, of what you want to do offensively. And uh, I don't know what the hell they want to do offensively this year. No, I, they did build an identity last year. It was the running game, right? And and then you come into this year and you're like, hey, they actually look like they may have improved on this, the thing that they were really, really good at. And then they just don't really like th- th- that never has felt like an identity. You're you're fair in saying and questioning whether or not really they're second because it has not felt it's, like an yeah. identity the, the whole year. Um, almost in spite of of, of things right which is interesting and then again this is not led by some heroic effort from one person this isn't justin fields running for over a thousand it's not you know it, it this is really sort of balanced and it not because they're sitting on a leads like it's, it's kind of amazing right they're they're pretty far behind baltimore baltimore is kind of way out front um but they could absolutely finish this season at number two because again they they play one bad rush defense and a and an average rush defense to to close the years. They absolutely could finish, you know, you know, top two, which is which is really impressive. So, uh, absolutely good, just right bull here. And you know what? That you know that offensive line deserves all of the all of the good things uh, yeah. for for performances like this. So so, so good on you for, for thinking of them. I had Kyler Gordon uh, recorded a sack, had a pass defense, seven tackles. He's just that's what we expect. He's just all over the field. It's fun to watch him make plays all over the place. He's he's athletic. 
he's uh, he's he's turning into the player I think that Ryan Poles envisioned when he made him his first overall selection in the second round. So um, I don't know. He's he's fun to watch, and he's he's the type of player that I've always wanted the Bears to have, which is someone who can just kind of play everywhere and, and and make plays up and down the field. High energy, you know, he brings a lot of passion to the game. You know, you see it when he makes plays. He's, he's, you know, he's really animated. That's what you like. Those kind of guys on defense are great. And, and like you said, he's all over the field. I think last week he was our, our hot bowl because of uh, how great he was last week. Awesome year this year for Kyler Gordon. And, and he's your nickel, but that's a starter these days. And then for the first time ever, the the uh, AP All-Pro team, they're having a nickelback this year, which is interesting. And they're actually going back to having a fullback. This year, so twelve offense, twelve defense for the uh, All Pro first team NFL voting this year. That's what it should be. I think it's All Pro. It should be. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it should be. Um, good stuff. All right. Hey, we have not talked about the Carolina Panthers. No, you don't want to. No, that's good. I like it. Okay, so so just real <laughs> quick before we close, because you know we we ran through those categories fast. Carolina Panthers lost to the Green Bay Packers. Now, I put out a tweet in the morning, and I said, Ugh, it's that time again. It's, it's that time, Bears fans, not again. It's that time, Bears fans. And it was basically like, you got you got to cheer for the Packers to win this one. And I got the craziest yeah. diversity of responses. <laughs> and and so and I'm going somewhere with this. There were a number of people that were like, yeah, I hate it, but you know what? If it helps my team, I'll do it, right? And those were the minority. Now, the, the tweet got some play. It got some love from, you know, some some other fan bases, you know, obviously the Packers fans, but other NFC North fan bases, you know, kind of got a hold of it. I mean, it, it went in different directions. But Bears fans, by and large, did not like this idea. They have no interest in ever considering saying yes i want green bay to win a game ever like this is like i want the meteor to take out both like that kind of thing like they cannot do it so this this brings me to my point lester do bears fans like the chicago bears more or less than they hate the green bay packers yeah because at some point you have in my opinion if it helps the bears then i'm for it and this undeniably helped the Chicago bears was yeah. to have green Bay win that game. So I I've just, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Like if you like, if you, if it brings you more enjoyment to hate green Bay than it does to like the bears, that's fine. That's the fan. How you want a fan. I just think it's interesting that this has revealed itself in such a fun way because it had nothing to do with the bears. This was the Panthers and the Packers playing. So uh, I, I ask you, what do you think? Do you think Bears fans hate Green Bay more than they like Chicago? There's another level to this, which we didn't really talk about. That's the Justin Fields level. Some fans are afraid of Carolina getting that first overall pick because they don't want to see their favorite player get traded. They don't want that to happen because when I see everyone coming, they were coming at you there. Jacob had a tweet out there. Bill, I think I, I had a tweet out this same thing. I saw the same thing and it was, you know, never against the Packers. What if the bears, somebody, the bears might be good again. It might happen. Could so happen. Let's say, let's say week 18, the bears are playing the lions, right? 
Packers playing the Vikings. The Bears need a Packers win over the Vikings so the so the Bears could have the first overall seed in 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 the playoffs or 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 win the conference. In the, Are in you going to be like, no, I, I want I want the Packers to win and ruin the Bears' playoff chances? Yeah, like what? So, so I I think a lot of the stuff is just, oh no, don't don't do it because then you might trade my favorite player. But then then I ask you this: Are there more? Are they fans of the players? Are they fans of the laundry? Like, what are you cheering for here? That's actually, that's actually this week's uh, SB Nation reacts question that I, I'm going to publish a little later tonight is, is if the Bears trade away or don't re-sign your favorite player, will you still be a fan of the Bears? Because the civil war going on on Twitter and, and social rough. media and, 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 and uh, the talk radio, it's very strange, you know. I want Fields to stay. I, I, I like Justin Fields, but I understand it's a business. It may not happen. I'm not going to get all salty and start crying like a little baby on Twitter and being mad at people and attacking people. How dare you have this opinion that different from mine? You like what? Who cares? It's just very strange how personal people take the whole Justin Fields debate. Well, and I think you're you're getting at. And again, I think this is a good conversation. It's an interesting yeah. conversation because I think you're getting at something that I like to call the, the purity test. And, and, and what I find interesting about this particular question, because again, I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer. I'm not, I'm not trying to claim that I, I know, you know, this is how you should do things. Like again, fan how you want to fan. We've been very consistent yeah. about that, but there, there are a number of people that believe that they're administering a fan purity test when it comes to this Green Bay thing or the Justin Fields thing, right? And then and and it's like you're not a real fan if you're cheering for Green Bay. And and I think why do you think that that makes you a more pure fan than someone who's saying I want this to happen because it helps my team. Yeah. Like I and so I don't understand that part of it either. Um and and I and I also think like if you're trying to administer fan purity tests Look your look yourself in the mirror and be like, would look you want that to happen to you? Like, yeah. like fan how you want to fan, enjoy the game. Try, this should be fun. This is yeah. something we do as a hobby. Like, yeah. this is this is not this is not <laughs> something that you should be taking so personally and getting angry at people on the internet. Don't be angry on the internet anyway, yeah, but definitely don't be angry at other like fans of your own fan base. Um, you know that that's not good and. You know, if you want to attack us, that's fine. We're used to it. But, you know, maybe maybe think about that in the future, too. OK, that's all I want to do. That's all I want to say. I thought it was I thought it was interesting. It it's was a it very, was very interesting conversation for sure. It's just uh, it's dominated, you know, like, like uh, Greg Gabriel tonight wrote an article on, on WCG. And, you know, he is now he's kind of goes back and forth a bit based on, you know, what he feels each week. But this week he's kind of like. I think you keep Justin Fields. I think he's shown enough and he he thinks it's time to keep him, maybe trade the first overall pick. And if they get it for a haul, which that trade would be a absolute haul if they do trade that way and go with Fields, ride it out. Tomorrow morning, Josh, one of our other writers, he has an article coming out. He's not so sure. He hasn't Might seen him go the other way. way. He's going the other way. So it's good to have different viewpoints. And, and we've had him for sure on this show. We've had him for sure on the site, on the podcast channel. Regardless of what the Bears do, like I said, I want to see Fields. I'm a Fields fan, but regardless of what they do, I'll still be watching the Bears on noon, week one kickoff, no matter who the quarterback is. You uh, are the guy that taught me the phrase, 
I cheer for the laundry. Cheer for the laundry. So, yeah. So that's uh, you know, and I and I just thought you were really enthusiastic about your whites and yeah. your you know <laughs> your 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 jeans, your denim load, you know, and you're doing the doing the towels. But no, yeah, you meant yeah. navy and orange. So, navy and orange. Uh, yeah. Love it. Love Good philosophy. And again, I actually don't think that you that 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 doesn't mean that you can't cheer for players that leave. Right. Yeah. I, I there were people that follow ex bears wherever they go. There's people that love a college team and whoever they get drafted to, they they follow those players. So they're you know, there's nothing wrong. Like or just guys that you like. I I cheer for uh Ladanian Thomason. I cheer for Marshawn Lynch. I just loved these guys because I liked their style. I liked watching them play. I didn't care who they play for. I, I cheered for those guys, right? Yeah. So so like that can happen too. Again, there's there's a lot of entryways into football. There's no wrong way to do it. Um, but, you know, I don't love the, like, throwing stones at other people. We can probably stop that. Like Want to get out of here? We're out of here. All right, man. We'll, we'll stick around for the YouTube questions. If you ever want to join us for that, we hang out. Uh, it's, it's usually on Mondays. Today it's on Tuesday. Uh, but Mondays at 6 o'clock uh, Central Time. Uh, come hang out in the comment section and uh, mix it up with uh, a lot of our regulars, and it's a good time. So uh, until next time, bear down.